We are gathered here today <laughs> to say goodbye to Streams After Midnight because beyond this day, we can no longer continue in good faith to produce this show. Because this, <laughs> this, has, been a, you know, a, this has been a horror movie podcast that I, you know, many of you have enjoyed for the past few years. In fact, we're coming up on our fifth anniversary soon. Uh, that you know that's gonna be a big deal in may or it would have been a big deal but unfortunately bram's the boy too is the movie we're here to talk about today and i just once you it, talk about the best movie you just gotta call it quits i mean i i, I was sitting nowhere. there the, <laughs> i was no. sitting there in the theater today and i'm watching this movie Tax and no there was two other people <laughs> i'm sitting in the theater i'm watching this movie and all i could think was I just I can't do this anymore. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> this 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 has broken me. I can't believe I had to do the boy too. I am of course kidding. This is streams after midnight. You watched like <laughs> eight Rob Zombie movies, <laughs> and you're able to persevere. But... <laughs> we have not done it. We've done thirty one and two Halloween movies. We've done three Rob Zombie movies. Three. Oh, gee, it felt like eight. <laughs> In fact, we have to get to three from hell some sometime somewhere yes we do we'll get there we'll get there all right so yes this is screams after midnight we're a horror movie podcast uh we're gonna talk about brams the boy two the boy one of course was a a big notable entry in the screams after midnight uh pantheon (laughs) (laughs) which i think a fan favorite (laughs) you might say mm, i mean maybe the review is a fan favorite but not for not for the right reasons so tim enjoyed the boy in 2016 i thought it was yeah, trash okay. <laughs> it was trash and <laughs> there's been much anticipation for our discussion of brams the boy 2 which will of course start spoiler free we will give you warning before we go into spoilers and we're going to go from here so this is the sequel to the boy (laughs) (laughs) now i do want to say as much as we're a spoiler free territory i do have to spoil the first film to talk about this properly i think okay right so the twist in the first movie yeah if you if you want if you haven't seen the first boy what are you doing turn this off watch that right now so the twist in the first boy is that there wasn't anything supernatural you had you had laura cohen you know going through the house looking after this doll it felt like it was something supernatural like dolls creepy it's some annabelle shtick going on and the twist was that it wasn't supernatural that there was actually the 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 boy who used to live here still lives here he's a fully grown seven foot man who lives in the walls (laughs) and he's been doing all the things and that's why one of bram's rules was that he has to be you know given food and that seems silly but the twist was of course that there was a real person taking that food and that's why you had to feed him yeah and uh, as far as i know i I i think this is fairly common in the uk sure sure i'm not gonna i'm I'm not i'm not we're not doing this we're not so the trailer comes out for brams the boy too right and i'm watching the trailer for for this movie and i'm like okay you know wait actually (laughs) yes no as i was watching this movie i thought to myself like damn this is like a pete ass movie like what pete like pete's gonna love it and like first of all it has a very clear set of rules and you know how you love rules in a movie it's got it's got your girl from batman begins in it and is probably like filmed in your backyard <laughs> i was like damn like this is like a goddamn pete ass movie <laughs> First of all, how dare you? 
How dare you, sir? <laughs> Secondly, it's funny you, you mentioned uh, Batman Begins and filming in my backyard because the new Batman movie is actually filming in Glasgow. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, the new Batman movie has actually been filmed in Scotland, uh, bizarrely. So, fair play, fair play. Uh, well, maybe Beer Master will be one of the villains. <laughs> I get that reference. All, all, all the fans of our show who are not comic nerds, though, do not get that reference, but I, I appreciate that, Tim. Uh, so I'm watching the trailer for this movie, and I'm like, wait, why are we doing Brahms having supernatural, like, you know, teases again? Because in the trailer, you see, like, his eyes move, you see, like, other big, like, CGI moments happening, and it's like, are we really going to tease like the supernatural when we know from the first movie what's really going on like if you know it felt like a really weird choice and i'm like what are they doing with a second movie and obviously we can't talk about till spoilers exactly what's going on but very much once again we have to suffer through an hour of is something really happening or is it all in their heads as it's you know is, is it some rational explanation uh, the movie follows uh, katie holmes and her family she's got a young boy uh, because as I mentioned on the news, which uh, you'll see either earlier today or tomorrow, depending on when you're watching this, uh, like the trope of the creepy young kid is like terrible, and this movie goes into that territory because the kid befriends Brahms and starts acting more and more like Brahms and dresses like Brahms and all this kind of shtick. And they move into the, the guest house that's near the big main house from the first movie. And of course, there's a slow build of like, is the doll doing stuff? Is it is it making her son violent? Is he getting over? Because the big insane incident is at the start of the movie when they're living in an apartment in the city, uh, some burglars break in the house and attack Katie Holmes. And this traumatizes both her and her son. Uh, and he doesn't speak. He's become mute. He only writes in a pad now and that is kind of the setup of the trauma of the film uh and then from there it's like oh is brahms a healthy thing because it's making him better or is it causing potentially violent tendencies and i'll leave that there for spoiler free sake and we'll continue with plot stuff and spoilers <laughs> but i'll ask i'll ask the question because i know tim's sitting there waiting he's, 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 he's got his butt cheeks clenched just waiting to be asked so he can let it all flow through him uh not hate i wish it was hate it but it's it's it's, it's not the dark side trust me what, what's going to flow through them in a minute it's very much the opposite color uh so Tim, yeah <laughs> how did you feel as a fan of the first one how did you feel about brams the boy 2 first of all uh please do not talk about my ass i feel <laughs> As an employee, I, f- I feel that uh, crosses some uh, ethical boundaries that I'm well, not comfortable send with. Well, send your complaints to the, H- <laughs> the HR department, which I am also in charge of, so good luck with that. Uh, to continue. <laughs> Second of all, you know, as um, I was driving to the theater, which, uh, you know, I, I don't think we've actually been to the movies since we moved, so uh, we're trying out a... a a theater it's a little closer to us i was a little nervous because it's like a mall one Wait, you know that can't be true okay <laughs> you know but you, you you've been in this place since what like october uh no it was just december we moved in i think uh like middle-ish of december we must have done a theater release since december the the last one would probably have been black christmas but i feel like we do that kind of early. Uh, I might true. Have, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I was still in the 
Joe, either I, it's still at the old place or we went to the theater near the old place. Uh, Joe, I think it, it is. I think it's because we were expecting to grudge in Fantasy Island and both ended up getting pushed yeah. uh, on my side so we couldn't do them. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I guess I was expecting tons of theater releases and we ended up not having them for until this. But yeah. uh, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to decide if... Uh, you know, if I, if we want to make this our our go to theater, uh, it is an AMC, which means I can get that AMC pass, which would be nice. Mm-hmm. We can see like three movies a week, uh, and uh, you know, uh, it, it is pretty close. But um, you, you do have to get <laughs> you do have to you do have to get on the highway, which um, depending on what time you leave, like the traffic can be a little bit annoying. And then um, and and it, and it's and like I said, it's in a mall, and you know with malls uh come teenagers and <laughs> I, don't, I don't like going to the movies with teenagers uh not that uh you know adults are always that better and oftentimes i sometimes i'll be surprised when like you see like some like 40 year old ass dude in the theater like acting like super annoying um i'm pretty sure tim did this in the first boy review where he really set the mood of what his theory experience was like he talked about how people were in the audience what the mood was in the room what he had for a snack um i was actually surprised uh because there was actually a decent amount of people that uh came came into the theater and lies uh, (laughs) (laughs) i mean this was friday eight o'clock you know um, sure at at a busy place so um but it, I do think um, once a movie starts, I, I think there should be like like trailers are fine, I guess. But once a movie actually starts, you, you got to stop letting people in. Like there were people coming in like, you know, like 15 minutes into the movie. I'm like, what are you doing? You're missing like all this important setup stuff. But whatever. Uh, but I, I was kind of nervous because I saw some not so great reviews. I guess, you know, saw some people saying, like, oh, it's you know cheap and generic or, or whatever and yeah you know, i started to get nervous i was like oh man like is this gonna be like our first bad boy movie <laughs> like i don't and yeah i'm not talking about the bad boys movie but like you know the, the first bad the boy movie like i don't know if i can handle that uh but first you know. first <laughs> the deluded like retconning and head cannon that you have that somehow, like, oh, you know what, continue, continue, I can't, uh, I can't. <laughs> but, you know, as we're watching this, you know, I think they do some, like, really interesting stuff in the beginning uh, that, like, sets up this kind of, like, arc of, uh, like, trauma that you see throughout the movie, and then uh, as it keeps going on and on, I'm like, oh, this is, like, doing, like, interesting stuff, I'm kind of digging this, and uh, I, yeah, like, eventually, overall, definitely not as good as the first one, but... I, I was pleasantly surprised that uh, they were able to pull off like, you know, a a fun um, sequel. And like I, you know, I believe I, I mentioned this on Twitter. Uh, I, I do think it raises <laughs> more questions than it answers. But I mean, that just makes me hope that we get a third one <laughs> because after this ending, it's like, OK, I, I need I need to know what's going on here. Uh, but yeah, no, I was. uh <laughs> I was pretty happy with it. Oh boy, <laughs> that's well, boy too. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that movie sucks. I like <laughs> generic ass scares, the, the okay. same old creepy doll shit that you've seen in the first movie and other movies. 
the 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 core drama is dull it barely escalates i actually was i mean do it i was happy it was over don't get me wrong but i was shocked <laughs> that the big climax was the climax i was like really that was your big thing in the third act that was that we're already over when it cut to credits i because I, I i thought that there were like because the movie's quite short thankfully mercifully it's quite short and i thought that it goes to a little bit at the end which i won't talk about what it is but i thought there was going to be a whole other section like do you know how like in like speed there's like the whole like uh, train section at the end that kind of like on yeah. after the main sort of part of the movie's done i thought we were going to get like that section where it was like an extra like 15 minutes of this other like sort of conclusion and it just yeah. cut to black and was like nope that's the director's <laughs> name i'm like oh okay we're just done all right mm. happy days i'll leave <laughs> No, I, I agree. I also wanted more um, <laughs> So, you know, I like. I feel like this movie is a, a the, the main stuff I want to rant about. I can't do it till spoilers, but the, the actual core of the movie is just generic tropey stuff that's not particularly well presented. It's not necessarily the worst presentation of this stuff either, but it's just. It's just the same old tropes, the same old, oh, the doll's eyes moved, or, oh, it was this, or it was that, oh, you know, the, like, at one point, there's a really, there's one, like, potentially interesting thing that's brought up at some point, which could have been cool, and the movie just glosses over it and never brings it up again. It's, it's, it's so frustrating. There's a moment where uh, there's speculation that because she also went through a trauma that Kate Holmes, maybe she's the one doing the, the, the bad stuff and the chaos, and the husband kind of thinks, well, maybe you've kind of lost it. But after that scene, it's never mentioned again. They just they just never think about it again. It's it's gone. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I do think uh, like the uh, like the idea of trauma, like, like obviously it's you know very present in uh, <clears throat> in the child uh, Jude, which you see kind of his hey, arc. Hey uh, Jude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do feel like they maybe we're kind of starting to uh, go somewhere with it, with uh, Kitty Holmes's character that it kind of feels like, yeah, they kind of just drop off and yeah, like don't go back to. Yeah. But... And the kid's a horrible actor as well. Let's just get that out of the way right now. What? Why was he bad? Uh, oh, he's terrible. See, when he starts dressing like Brahms and he stands there, trying to look creepy, this creepy kid problem. It's, it's what you hated about the ring too when the kid was like putting the tux or the the, the, the clothes out for the mom and he was standing there on his suit for the funeral. <laughs> it was the same sort of crap. Yeah, ring two is uh, horrible. Uh, but no, I mean, well, first of all, I, I think the kid was perfectly fine. He doesn't even speak <laughs> throughout most of the movie. Uh, and then, yeah, once, once he does kind of start talking, it's like, well, uh, there's like some freaky shit going on so I can kind of forgive him if maybe he's being like a little stilted <laughs> or something but i think it's freaky when people try to dress like their doll that's, a, that's like uh that's one of the great grand traditions of horror is <laughs> a kid dressing up like their doll what the hell are you even talking about <laughs> what what are you even spouting out of your mouth Tim? that <laughs> I mean, <sighs> I love anytime like someone like looks at Brahms, and then they just like will have like an intense like close up of his face. <laughs> that was like the funniest thing. 
Because uh, he, he kind of has like a nemesis in this one. It's like this groundskeeper that like you kind of feel like they have a beef. <laughs> it's like right. every time they like looked at each more, other. More on that. More on that in spoilers for sure. <laughs> so here's here. I want to talk about another trope that we have in this. We get the research scene where Katie Holmes whips out her laptop and starts looking up things. Right. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Now, to be fair, a lot of what she looks up is established in the first movie, so it doesn't feel like just random shit she's finding until she yeah. starts looking into some other things, right? But we get this montage of her looking at stuff, and it does this <laughs> really cliched thing where it's like she's looking over the... So you're looking at her from, like, from behind the laptop, so the laptop's covering like the bottom half of her face, right? So we just see her eyes, yeah. and we see like the, the sort of the... <laughs> the overlay of like all the all the pages she's looking at like the text like sort of floating past her face right so it does that kind of like uh you know old technique of like seeing all the information sort of like floating around her head and past her face and then her her face morphs into brahms at one point and it's just this horrible inspired inspired filmmaking Yeah, what he's trying to say is we're all Brahms. (laughs) oh my god i hated it i hated it so much it just i i guess yeah time for spoilers i i can't hold back there's nothing else to talk about outside of spoilers it's just it's trash don't waste your money on it uh it's a hoot <laughs> so uh, my ass uh so i will take this time to thank before we get to spoilers our, our patron producers so thank you to david short alison m forday sandy palacios and tyler hess uh, for being patrons, that means they're patrons at the $20 or, or above tier, and you can be supporters as well, of course, for as little as $1 per month over at patreon.com slash TV. For that $1, you get access to the bonus exclusive Patreon episode that we do every month. There's a back catalogue now of about 13 or whatever, and you get access to those as well as some bonus from some of the other shows we do. At $5 and up, you get access to these reviews now a day early, uh, before everyone else, and you also get... <laughs> what was that, Tim? Uh, you do actually... Oh, Tim's scratching i'm glad everyone knows that scratching my arm (laughs) all right okay just check just check you got me on edge uh you also get access to the monthly vote of course and make sure uh five dollar and up patrons vote by the end of the month because that's when the vote ends for the next batch and then we'll have a new batch up in some time middle of next month but uh that is uh our patron plug i suppose we'll call that Pete has a a list of rules and (laughs) number one is always think the patrons yes yes see i think you misunderstand the rules thing tim see, the rules for me are the rules of how the 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 thing operates this is not that the rules in this movie are a list of rules that the character gets <laughs> they don't even make sense in the context of what this movie reveals i don't even know if they, you really like do they even there's like 10 rules i was like do we even like see what all 10 are nah. like, I, i'm sure if we freeze the freight we can but like i don't think any of them like ever matter no nah, i think two of them there's only two that are ever brought up really there's a, a always feed brams and no guests allowed that is the two that come up yeah. everything else pretty much gets ignored it's it's, it's weird that they really like it uh, out of everything, like they really dig into the the feeding him part. Oh yeah, really, really, really. So let's talk about that and spoilers. So full spoilers for Brahms or Brahms, the boy too. <laughs> all right. So so here's the thing. So we'll, we'll talk about all this stuff in the movie, but I, I we do have to kind of skip to the reveal because I feel like it's going to inform how we talk about a lot of the other scenes. So the reveal in this movie. We get Uber Brahms. <laughs> The reveal in this movie. <laughs> Shut up! I'm not. I'm not. Don't, don't. How dare you compare this to Jason X? How dare you? How dare you sully the good classic that is Jason X? So 
the reveal in this movie, we get a giant retcon. We get a retcon that Brahms is in fact supernatural and that the, the Brahms that grew up and was living in the walls in the first movie was just the, the next in his latest line of people who, who he makes crazy and like his servant essentially. Uh so he's done this before because we get photo, you know katie holmes is looking at like drawings of like the brahms doll like you know making people go crazy like from 500 years ago <laughs> like old-timey newspapers of like just drawings of like children stabbing their parents <laughs> so so we have that and we have like the idea that the groundskeeper turns out to be the the previous victim he's working for brahms like this is this is a thing so it's Ridfield. So here's so here's my here's my thing, right? The whole here's point of the, the whole point of the first movie, the whole crux of that movie is that okay, we're teasing that it's supernatural, but the twist is is that it's just a guy in the walls, right? Great twist. Yes, you like that twist. You're saying it you're on the record right now saying as you like that <laughs> twist. Yes. <laughs> so how do you feel now that this movie because they didn't want because basically the reason why this retcon exists is because they wanted it to still be a creepy doll movie and you can't really do that after the ending of the first movie right because at this point we kind of know and I, you know for the first chunk of the movie i'm like man i spend so much time in this doll and is it creepy you know is it doing things like this is a waste of time this is an absolute waste of time and it's not like the reveal that it is supernatural made me happy i just felt like oh you've somehow backdoored your way into being allowed to do creepy bram shit again and i hate it i i like i hate it so no, much <laughs> you don't you don't get it so the, <laughs> this is a this is a film series that's it, it's basically it's known for its twists so what... <laughs> so if you have the first movie where the twist is that it's not supernatural what bigger twist can you have than in the second movie <laughs> than you reveal that it was supernatural like that is a a, tw- a twist on a twist as they say but doesn't that uh, but doesn't doesn't that like, if you go back and rewatch the first one now doesn't it just kind of ruin that twist no it makes me feel like Okay, so what's going on here that I don't know? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, I, like that's why I need either. Mm. I, I guess I'd probably need a third movie and a prequel to fully. Oh no, no, get no, that. <laughs> no! We don't need four boy movies. How dare you? The Brahms uh, Cinematic Universe. I don't need this. <laughs> but I mean, it, it makes sense though, because in the first movie, Brahms, like you know, he had that weird mask, so it's like, okay, I guess like his followers must yeah wear this mask so that makes sense this this is a bunch of retcons because when they were making the boy 2 they wanted to have more creepy doll stuff and it didn't make sense given what the twist in the first one was so they actively had to change everything around in a big plot twist to justify why it actually is supernatural and why we're still doing oh the doll moved the doll's up to something well, I mean, I suppose you're right. I, I guess there's never been any other horror movie franchise that had a first movie that wasn't supernatural and then subsequent movies that were supernatural. I, I guess you're right. That's never happened before. What are you thinking of specifically? Friday the 13th. Halloween, kind of. What do you mean? What, Friday the 13th? Dead Jason comes up out the lake at the end of the first movie. He's That's already supernatural. <laughs> <clears throat> the majority of the movie is not supernatural though and and you could easily say that like, that's just a, a hallucination or a dream or, or something 
you could easily <laughs> like mm-hmm. wash that away but then, ha- i mean halloween is kind of supernatural in the first one but even if i agree that okay that didn't really happen till later guess what all the ones that go full supernatural are terrible and the bad sequels <laughs> which no one appreciates so shut your face your analogy is not working <laughs> not an analogy comparison like you've made me all flustered i can't speak now you made me angry i'm upset yeah well uh i i mean i i could maybe see some people getting a little irked up uh about this if 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 we did not get such a badass design i love the boy <laughs> without his mask he looks cool as hell He's got... Oh, that's like one moment at the end. This is that doesn't justify <laughs> the rest I want of the third movie. I want like one where it's like no, like right, he's back and he's full demon now. He's got the uh, the teeth eye and he's ready to cause some damage. I Joe, uh, Joe, party. So when so when the kid finds Brahms in the in the woods, like buried, yeah, and he picks it up and he wants to keep it. Like, they treat the, like, Katie Holmes, because it's all dirty from being in the dirt, so Katie Holmes is like, okay, I need to clean it before you can do anything else with it. They, they treat, like, her cleaning this like it's an autopsy. He's on the kitchen counter, it's this full body shot, and she, like, takes off his clothes and folds them all up, and she's, like, doing, like, swabbing around his eyes, and, like, it's this extended sequence of cleaning the doll, and I'm like, this is, this is doll porn, what is happening right now? No, this is bullshit, though, because you complain about that, uh, but if they didn't include it and they just showed him, like, clean the next scene, you'd be like, how'd he get so clean? Like, why did they show her cleaning him? So you're just, you're never happy. If she said we have to clean him and then it cut to later and it was nighttime and he was clean, I wouldn't complain. That is a fine <laughs> transition. How dare you? <laughs> You are putting words in my mouth, and I do not appreciate it, Timothy. <laughs> I do not appreciate it. That okay? So the, she gets attacked at the start. The husband's away at work, and afterwards, and it's not. For the record, there's no indication that there was any kind of like sexual assault or anything like that. It was just burglars in the house who kind of like knock her out or whatever. But it scared the shit out of her, and I'm just making that a very scary experience. Oh yeah, I'm not doubting that. I'm just I'm just specifying just for the sake of the themes that it's not a sexual violence theme. It's just yeah. it's it's just a, a feeling of unsafety. So, also a nice nod to the first movie about having a unwelcome guest in your house. That's not no. That is such a stretch. <laughs> You're stretching right now. Oh my god! All right, so. They go, they go to the house in the countryside, which happens to be the, the guest house that's on the grounds of the big manor from the first one. Hillshire Manor. Finds, finds Brahms, and Brahms makes him feel comfortable. Kate Holmes thinks it's creepy, and he, but he does, they overhear him talking to it at one point, and he's not been talking to them for months, so they're all excited and they're happy. And if I'm going to give the movie any kind of credit, is that just when it feels like she's got enough of a reason to want to take Brahms away, the fact that it gets him talking again for the first time in months, is it believable that she would swallow whatever, you know, problem she had and say, you know what, okay, it's helping my son, I'll go with it for now, right? To uh, to quote her character, which I'm surprised they uh, didn't include this line in the trailer, but she does say, I love this creepy doll. <laughs> she does indeed say that, that's, that's quite right and yes so but of course as time goes on things get worse because uh you know 
Jude won't do anything if they don't adhere to Bramsey's rules. So they're at the dinner table and at this point Katie Holmes is really upset that he keeps you know having the doll be involved in these conversations so she's like no uh we're the parents we make the rules not your doll no food for Brahms and Jude refuses to eat and this is where when she goes off camera for a second like the table gets flipped and he just he's got a notepad out and he says that you made Brahms angry <laughs> don't want to make him angry yeah and this is where the dad is like hey maybe this is you because this table's too heavy for him to because there's a couple of things before this where they're like oh hey like he's acting out the drawings are getting kind of creepy and violent uh the groundsman dogs went missing and they, they find out that oh maybe you know this dead and they're like hey d- did he have something to do with this they're, they're, on, they're escaping with a the therapist all these things this is all going on um and it's all painfully boring i like i, I don't even know how to sum it up beyond that it's it's so uninspired <laughs> like everything that brams does oh he turned the tv on Ooh. i i don't know it, it's interesting to see you know this family dealing with this situation oh. and to see these parents like at their limits of you know, like what they can do for their child who is, you know, suffering like some like severe, like, you know, trauma and clearly has issues. And, you know, there's just that feeling of like helplessness as to like, you know, not being able to do anything about it. I, I thought that was a uh, riveting. I, yeah. I, I, I could have done with uh, another hour of it, honestly. They, they end up in the main house at one point and Katie Holmes, like, when she's, like, looking around, like, the, the, the kid's bedroom, picks up, like, a photo of, like, you know, the, the, the kid from the first, you know, the, the boy from the first movie became the man, right? And the parents. <laughs> and it's this really badly photoshopped thing. Honestly, my first thought was, hey, that's one of Tim's uh, paint Photoshop jobs. <laughs> it looked so rough. And I, like, the movie... From here, the kid is getting more violent, and the big climax is that, like, the the groundskeeper shows up and he's got his shotgun and he's like he's threatening her and she. slow your roll, <laughs> Mister. <laughs> You're just gonna skip over like one of the most intense scenes of the the movie when the cousins visit. Oh yes, we have to have to talk about the cousins seeing you right. So, <laughs> so thinking it'll be healthy for jude they're like hey i'll get my brother over with his wife and kids so we'll have you know the cousins over for me to play with yada 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 and they come over and he's like going one of the most important rules yeah no visitors allowed no guests and he's of course standing there quiet because he's weird uh and his cousins which is a brother and sister the the, the older brother's like oh you're such a weirdo you're you know my parents think you're insane because you talk to this doll and blah 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 and the little sister's like being nice to him. He's like, no, no, don't be mean, don't be mean. Like this is fine. Um, what I thought was weird is that the older brother starts like saying, "Oh, are you boyfriend and girlfriend now? You're sticking up for him." And I'm like, "You're related Cousins. to both of these people. Like, well, why would you crack that joke?" I get that they're kids, but even as a kid, I wouldn't crack that joke about people who are related. Was Jude supposed to have an accent? I wasn't sure because at first it was definitely just American, but there was the odd little thing that maybe go because he really should have an accent, you know, an English accent because yeah. they're living in England. The dad's English. Katie Holmes is obviously the American wife, but like if the if he's grown they're up still in England, <laughs> yeah, if he's grown up in England, he should he should have an English accent. Yeah, it's a little hard to tell because he speaks so little <laughs> in the movie, but yeah, it doesn't sound like he he did. But to be fair, it's kind of hard to find English kid actors. 
I, I think the actor was just so bad at doing the accent, we can't tell. Maybe. <laughs> That's why I Doing think. an accent's a lot to ask for a kid, though. Come on. <laughs> you find a kid that can do it, right? That's what you do. You cast in the movie, you find a kid that can do it. That's literally your job. So, uh, they play one of uh, England's <laughs> most famous sports. What, I don't know, croquet or whatever. Croquet, yes. I was wondering yeah. if Tim would uh, be able to name this. Um, so they're playing croquet and the, the, the big brother dude like sort of snaps one of the, the bats and it leaves like a sort of spike in the ground. And then he steals his sister's hat and Jude kind of like tries to defend her and get the hat back. And they're sort of like playing a tug of war with the hat. And it's setting up for the, if, if, if Jude lets go, he's going to fall on the spike. You know, the, the brother the brother that is. And I, I thought his like head was going to go through it. I was like, <laughs> wow, is this movie going to go there? <laughs> It would have been better if it did. It would have been a more <laughs> exciting scene. Uh, but he falls in slow motion and gets impaled sort of just underneath the shoulder. Kind of. So it's, it's high up enough you know that he's probably okay. Like, you yeah. know, just get to the hospital. But, uh, like, obviously everyone panics. There's this big accident. And, you know, it does, it is convincing that it was an accident because it was lying in the ground. The sister could even verify that it was even, it was, you know, it was the, her big brother that made this spike and put it there. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, so it, it is an accident. Although it's not really, this is clearly Brahms and Jude's doing. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> so, but like he's getting creepier. He's wearing the mask. The groundskeeper comes over. It's actually when the dad's at the hospital. He hears from like another person saying, "Oh hey, yeah, the last guy who went up there, that's Joe." Is like, I mean, that's the groundskeeper. He's crazy, and he runs back yeah. to like, try and save them. And... <laughs> that's the groundskeeper. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was. He's Joe, the groundskeeper, yeah. and. Like it turns out, he has actually been controlled by Brahms, and that he was supposed to bury the doll just so that, just so that uh, Jude could find it. It was all part of Brahms' he, master yeah, plan. He, he yeah, like you said, like Brahms, like calls to people, like yeah, you know, which makes sense. And uh, <laughs> um, all right, this is I, I I do admit I don't really like this part of the movie necessarily. <gasps> Because uh, I, I kind of like the idea that uh, like Joe was going to kind of be like a nemesis for Brahms because he's always like looking at him very sinister like. Uh. Um, <laughs> I don't understand why Brahms killed his dog if, if they're friends. But... Yeah, exactly. Because like, Brahms like has <laughs> – or yeah, Brahms kills the dog and it's like, well, why? Like if he was under yeah. Brahms' control, <laughs> why does he care about his dog? Or why is it only bothering him now that the dog doesn't seem to like him? Uh, here, actually, here's a question. Tell me if you can answer this, right? Okay. Why is one of the rules still to f- give Brahms food if there's no human that's taking the food? What, the, why does the supernatural entity still want food to be given? Uh, well, he's still a living entity, so he still has to eat. Uh, I was under the assumption. Don't wait. Shut up. Like the, the, <laughs> the first movie. Like I, I, I don't. I don't like the first movie. The first movie is a bad movie. But the one part of the twist that makes some amount of sense is that the reason why it needs why the, the one of the rules was to give it food is because there was a real person living in the walls who needed to eat, and he was taking that food. Why is that still a rule in this movie? Why is that a rule that? He, that I, well, I mean, uh, maybe like <clears throat> in the in the first movie, when uh you know the real person was doing it, maybe like the evil doll saw that and was like, oh, you know, like I kind of like that, like that's a 
Maybe we can add that like to my rules, like my set of rules. <laughs> I, I, I dig it. This is this is a travesty. This is a travesty. <laughs> they end up in the main house. Uh, and... like, at this point, it's just like, oh. yeah, the the first house is just like it's so iconic. It, it, you, you you know that they had to <laughs> iconic. end up back there. <laughs> iconic, yeah, sure. Uh, so the, 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 a little fan servicey, but I liked it. The, the, from the <laughs> fan service. <laughs> <laughs> there's no such thing as the boy fan service there's nothing to fan service about uh, but they're in the they're in the furnace room and like Bram's like is upset he's got a gun pointed at, at you know at his mother at Katie Holmes and this is when the dad shows back up again jumps in and like hits the Bram's doll over the head with a, like a sledgehammer or something and this is when we see like, the weird fleshy demon monster that's inside the doll love it <laughs> of course you do uh and we have this big moment where jude makes the choice to throw brahms into the furnace signaling that he is now better and this is what i was talking about earlier about how i, I didn't feel like this was actually the climax of the movie yet it felt like i just kind of a weird like mid-step i didn't feel like we'd actually gotten to the point where all the stakes were that high i think part of it is because there's almost no victims in the movie like there's no one for like brahms to really threaten or kill like Outside of the parents who obviously aren't can't die early if they're going to die oh my because, God. All right. yeah, you know, not not every horror movie has to have fifty, you know, body. I'm not saying it's to be fifty, but there's like no casualties. There's like one kid I gets stabbed. Why... <laughs> I kind of see why you don't like these movies. They're a little more cerebral. It's kind of more. <laughs> it's more of a psychological horror. It's not a like. Ooh, stabby stabby, which I, I guess is what's a little more your speed. But you know, sometimes that terror can come from the mind, not from uh, your eyeballs. Look, <laughs> look, this is a horribly paced. Well, it's not actually horribly paced, but it, it has a horrible <laughs> momentum that doesn't really build. It just kind of decides that it's ending uh randomly that's that's probably like my my other big complaint is that i i do agree like it does just end like we get him without his mask uh which again i will be referring to as uber brahms which i i, I do hope catches on uh but i i think uh that is so cool and at that point it's like please yeah have him do like something now like have him like run up the wall and do backflips like yoda and attack of the clones or something uh <laughs> like you know uh you know start having talking with like his big crazy voice or or something but yeah kind of just you know like jude just pretty calmly picks him up and throws him in the fire <laughs> so I, I will agree that that yeah that was a, a little uh disappointing i, I would have liked a little bit more but again if this is all just a big tease for like the gigantic explosion you know end of the trilogy with brahms 3 where you know it's all just set up for that then i you know i i guess i'm cool with well, that yeah because the, the final reveal is, is that he's not actually gotten rid of brahms brahms is still with him and he puts on the mask they're back in their apartment in the city and he puts yeah. on his mask it looks in the mirror and says yeah like here will you know basically what's happened is is the kid has convinced brahms that he doesn't have to stay at the house like he can come somewhere yeah. else and do his thing so i guess that's the, the appeal of the third one if they 
ever get to make it is that oh it's Brahms like in the city now it's it's the Predator Two of the boy. Oh, Brahms in the city that is a good title. <laughs> <laughs> Brahms takes if I, Yorkshire. Do, do, it takes place. York. <laughs> um, well, here's something they brought back from the first movie that I know what I could play about. An uh, American Brahms in London. <laughs> <laughs> Brahms isn't American, though. <laughs> He's from hell. Hold, so. hold. <laughs> Close enough is what you're saying. Is that, is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. No, I. The one of the things they brought back from the first movie that I hated in the first movie, and I hate it here, is the goddamn oh. dream sequences. Uh, that happen like all the time like there's like four sequences in this movie where katie holmes wakes up in fact there's there's one where it's a dream within a dream gotta love one of those (sighs) you (laughs) simple-minded fool (laughs) (laughs) this is an important part of the story this is part of you know uh, her trauma is that she uh, is having these nightmares so it's not it's not like a, a cheap like cigar grab. It's like no, this you, is like you can do what... this in a new and interesting way. It doesn't have to be the same tropey, unimaginative cliche that we've seen a hundred thousand times before. I honestly, I I don't know what movie you watched, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh dear, I like the the movie is good. <laughs> the movie is just so determined to have a creepy doll movie it's not even a good creepy doll movie it's a, it's a really mediocre to bad creepy doll movie but it's determined to get there that it, so much of the plot is just about trying to justify why that is what it is and not something different and maybe if it went somewhere different because of what the first movie revealed it to be it could have been interesting uh, but as it is this is just generic <laughs> trash and the average rate in IMDB clearly has my back here because it's not looking good <laughs> It's not looking good. That's all I'm saying. I mean, well, I don't know. And you can't trust these these online trolls <laughs> trying to just trying to tank the reviews because they know it's a woke movie and the, and the, <laughs> the, the internet hates that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't like to bring up Rotten Tomatoes scores to justify that I'm right in a movie argument because you know there's better ways to do it. But that's looking even worse than the IMDb score. I just want to tell you that right now. It's looking even worse. Even the audience scores not looking so hot, but the 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 critic scores especially well, low. Well, my uh, my challenge to anyone listening to this who hasn't seen the movie yet is uh, go see the movie, decide for yourself. You know, you might even need to see it a few times. Buy a couple of tickets. Uh, take a loved one and, and make up your own mind. You know, don't don't take don't a loved one. To... Don't don't if you <laughs> like if you want to break up with someone, yeah, take them to it because they'll want to dump you after it. But if you want your relationship to be healthy and survive, I wouldn't take anyone you care about to this. I wouldn't do that. Why would you do that? It's, it's a terrible idea. <sighs> it was uh, it was good. I mean, my my theater everyone was a buzz <laughs> like you couldn't you know <laughs> everyone was talking about it afterwards you know i did have to tell some people to you know be easy on the way out because you don't want to spoil it for you know other people that were in line <laughs> waiting for the next showing but uh 
no, I, I think the general consensus uh, was that we all loved it from my theater. Why does Bad Boys for Life have a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes? That's, that seems quite high for that. It didn't look that good. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, intrigued. Mildly intrigued. Anyway, yes, Bram's The Boy 2 is... You know, if if Earth can follow up the four out of ten that was the boy, <laughs> I think this is kind of exactly what I expect from a sequel in a lot of ways. Even though it did things that I thought were super retconny, like it still feels kind of on par for what a a a, a bad sequel to a mediocre movie would be. So, <laughs> like you know, I th- I think the 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 trauma storyline was good. I think that the kid was a good actor. I thought the scares were were just trite and mediocre and just cliched the retconning to try and justify why it's a creepy doll movie when this face it creepy dolls just aren't that interesting or exciting or usually you know entertaining wow i mean that's really all that's all i can uh that's all i can really say at this point so I guess there's one on every podcast, I guess. <laughs> Which, I guess, leads us to rating the movie. So, Tim, if you would like to... Jeez, jeez, jeez. Where to begin? Well, it's it's definitely not as good as the first one. Uh, I'll give you that. Um, I'm trying to remember what I gave the first one. Probably like eight-something, maybe? Um, it was an eight. Okay, so... So I have to definitely go lower than that, but uh, it, it still does some interesting stuff, has compelling characters, um, gives me something that I haven't seen in a horror movie before, uh, which is all really cool and interesting. Uh, I do have a few gripes. Um, you know, like I said, mostly just, you know, yeah, I could use some more stuff and um, I would have liked a, a little bit more of a, a big bombastic uh, ending. So I don't know if they maybe spent too much money on the um, the eyes for his teeth, maybe that they couldn't afford to do much more, which, you know, would be understandable. But, um, yeah, I do wish we had a little bit more of that. But with, with that being said, uh, yeah, I will have to drop it down to about a, uh, a 6.5, which uh, I, I think is still, uh, you know, still I, good. I still don't know. Watching. I don't feel like your tone and the way you have discussed this film have set anyone up for a 6.5. <laughs> I feel like you're being honest with your rating. I mean, it's still too high, but you're being honest with your rating, but you, you wanted to put on the character, the facade of this Uber boy fan. I, I do not know what you're talking about. I, I, I can only speak my truth, and I, I feel like I've done that. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh yeah, this is a three out of ten. Uh pretty easy, pretty succinct. Wow. It's it's tr- it's pretty much trash. It's not the worst thing ever. It's still a Hollywood movie, so it's it's got a relative level of polish to it. But unfortunately, that's one of the things that kind of almost goes against it because you have these generic scares, these bad characters. You've got you know the 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 generic Hollywood research the horror past scene, which Tim would often complain about, but for some reason it's okay <laughs> in this one. Uh, like you've got all these things that make up a really bland bad horror movie, and then you have the the crappy sequel like justifications for why it is what it is, which just kind of irks me even more. So I give the first one a four. I think this is even worse. I'm going to a three out of ten. And that is Brahms the Boy to Electric 
Boogaloo. <laughs> so there you go. That is that has been the boys sequel, which I know everyone was hotly anticipating our discussion uh, on this one. But yeah, you can of course let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at Screams Midnight, of course, uh, for various horror movie ramblings and Tim's weird photoshops and whatever else happens. <laughs> so go check out that. We mentioned earlier patreon.com slash TV for bonus episodes, voting rights and early access and all that stuff at the various tiers. One in five being the most common ones. So go and have a look. You can also, of course, support us by rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and a little review. Helps more people find us if you do that, so please do. Uh, but otherwise, check out all the content we have, such as the Atomic Cinema Experiment, the sci-fi movie podcast that I do with Tara, maybe worth your worth your interest, uh, or the TV reviews that I do with Connor, uh, or Connor's from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast that uh, I do with both Connor and Matt. So go have a look at some of those if you're interested in any of those subjects. But that is us. That has been Brahms, the boy too, on Screams After Midnight. Thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And we'll see you next time.